ask my wife at work, where's your husband? Is he at home? One lady, a lawyer friend of hers, once said, oh, so your husband doesn't work anymore. My wife would answer, you have no idea how hard he works. They thought that because I was no longer practicing medicine, I was no longer working. Many people think that all that the, the pastor does is to prepare one sermon a week and then deliver it on Sunday morning. Afterwards, he is free to sleep until the next Sunday. <laughs> Many times people have called either late in the morning or in the afternoon and have said, hello, how are you, pastor? Sorry to disturb your sleep. I will think, this man thinks I sleep all day and all night as well. Then I'll politely answer, I was not sleeping. I've never bothered to explain what I was doing. It's a waste of time. I thought to myself, these and other remarks have made me realize that some people think that the ministry is one long restful occupation, an easier alternative to real and difficult jobs. From both the Bible and my experience, I have seen that there is no work like ministry work. Ministry is indeed work. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 12, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So you see that when he gives one an apostle and he gives one a pastor, he makes one a prophet. He makes one a teacher, an evangelist, a pastor. It is for, it is for the purpose of perfecting the saints. His saints. It is for the purpose of perfecting his saints. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So, so the, the, the ultimate goal is that the body of Christ will be edified. You see it? That the body of Christ will be edified, established, stable, no longer tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Yeah. To prepare, God, to, to prepare God's people for the works that were foreordained. That was that we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before ordained that we should walk in them. So when he gives you an apostle, it is to equip you for the good works which he foreordained. To make you function excellently in it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay. The Bible talks about a man called Epaphras, a servant of Christ. He, Bible says that he was always laboring fervently for you in prayers. Laboring. He was laboring in prayers because prayer is labor. He wasn't resting. Throughout the Bible, ministry has been described as work. When Jesus saw the multitudes, who were fainting because of lack of a shepherd, he said, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Can you see that the ministry is work? It says, yeah. the harvest is plenty, but the laborers, the laborers are few. They are scattered. 
because there's no shepherd. Yeah. The Greek word translated libra is the word air gates, air gates, E-R-G-A, like E-R gates, air gates, which means a toiler, teacher, libra, and a worker. The ministry is toil and sweat. I found that our, our, you know, Bishop said that he has found that out practically. Anybody who wants to be a shepherd must realize that he's not embarking on a game, but real work. He will soon realize that being a pastor is not in title alone, but in real toil and labor. If ministry is work, what does it involve? What type of work is ministry work? What type of work is that? There are four main aspects of a lay minister's work. And there's a simple code that Bishop has given us, which will help every pastor and shepherd to remember what work he or she is supposed to be involved. And he simply titled it PVCI, P for prayer, V for visitation, C for counseling, and I for interaction. P, V, C, I. P for prayer. Everybody say P for prayer. P for prayer. V, v for visitation. V for visitation. C for counseling. C for counseling. And I for interaction. Wonderful. So prayer is the cardinal sustaining force of the church. I believe in prayer for hours for the church. There is a correlation between the amount of prayer put into the church by the eldership of the church and the growth of the church. In Korea, it is well known that the pastors pray for long hours. It is no surprise then that the largest churches in the world are found in that nation. It is the will of God to have a large, to have large churches because there are many people who need to be saved. Bishop says that he believes that every full-time pastor should try to pray for at least three hours every day. Shepherds should pray for at least one or two hours a day. He believes in long times of prayer. Shepherds should make it a point to get away from their busy schedules and wait on God for even longer periods. Praying for whole days on retreats is a very important aspect of the shepherd's schedule. The ministry is spiritual from beginning to end. And there's a difference between a pastor and an administrator. The fact that you are doing accounting work in the church office does not mean that you are in full-time ministry. Full-time ministry is full-time prayer and ministry of the word. As we read in Acts chapter 6, verse 2 to 4, the small portion say, It is no reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables, but we will give, actually this is the verse 4, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word wonderful so now so peter made it clear that work was not arranging tables nor organizing food for his church members his duty was to pray and minister the word in this code pvci the ministry of the word comes under counseling the ministry of the word comes under i mean if you've been a christian for 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 more than a year and you cannot give, cannot counsel by the word, then something is wrong. Something is wrong with you. It means that you don't know what has happened to you when you received Christ. And you are not taking it seriously at all. You are not taking it seriously at all. It has zero effect in your life. 
it's like it's like it's like it's like it's like you have taken you have you have taken a course of antibiotics for one whole year, and all the microorganisms that the antibiotics were supposed to kill are still inside you. Hmm. Wow. Wow. I mean, I don't know what you are. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Visitation. In Jeremiah 23, verse 2, God makes it clear that one of the principal duties of pastors is to visit. It says, therefore, thus say the Lord God of Israel against the pastors. You have scattered my flock and have not visited them. In Jeremiah 23, verse 2. It is quite clear from this that shepherds are expected to visit their sheep in their homes. This is different from counseling in the office. It's also different from preaching and teaching from the pulpit. It's a special ministry. The greatest visitor on this earth was Jesus Christ. Since his visit, the world has never been the same again. In the ministry, Bishop says he has observed a difference between those members he visited and those he never visited. Members who he visited were able, have been able to visit, have become very stable and hardly ever leave the church. So now, so prayer, visitation, we find the scripture in prayer in Acts 6, 2 to 4. Visitation, we see Jeremiah 23, verse 2. And now in counseling, in counseling, that's the third one, PVCI, remember? Yeah. PVCI, counseling. Counseling involves ministering the counsels of God to people. Ministering the counsels of God to people. And you can do this through teaching a congregation or an individual. Counseling. Churches based on solid Bible teachings tend to grow. As the years go by, these churches grow larger and larger. It is like a flock that has been exposed to fields upon fields of green grass. The natural response is that the flock will be healthy, multiply, and grow. You will find greater growth in churches which have strong teaching and preaching than in churches which emphasize miracles. I believe in miracles, but I also believe in the ministration of the word. Sheep don't feed on miracles. They feed on the word. True or false? True. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sheep don't feed on miracles. They feed on the word. You see, you see, if it is, it's, 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 it, it is so sad for a mother to, to have a child that at the age of 10, the child when he's hungry, or let's say 13, when a child is hungry, he can't, he can't access the food that's already been prepared. He can't access it. Mm. He has to hunt for the mother, for the mother to feed him or her. Wow. I mean, what, what would you think about such a thing? It would be very unfortunate. Yeah. The mother will be tied down and saddled. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. Because it's the mother's goal that as, 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 as he's bringing up the child, teaching, teaching him, feeding him, feeding him, showing him things, teaching him the way things are done, at the age of 13, the child should be able to know 
how to wake up in the morning and dash the kitchen and prepare at least fry an egg. He's not going to go and wake up mommy who has gone to work, has worked all night. He's trying to catch two hours of sleep to attend service or do something. And then the child, the daughter, uh, you know, has come. Mommy, mommy, food. <laughs> <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> I mean, you'll be very, very, you'll be very heartbroken. Yeah. It's like, wow, what have I done to my child? <laughs> Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it is very important that the sheep are established on the word because, because the, and this is a key, this is a key. When you are established on the word, the winds will blow. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter to whom you were born. It doesn't matter the home that in which you were brought up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because when the storms begin to rage, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, what do you call it? The word that I want to use doesn't discriminate. Yeah. It doesn't choose and pick and say that because of your upbringing, because of where you were born, because of the family from which you came. I mean, imagine, imagine. Listen, mm. <laughs> you think about it. Princess Diana driving the Mercedes, I mean, in the Mercedes Benz. When, when the accident happened, that was the end of uh, of it. It, it, don't, it did not respect the fact that she is from this royal family, this, this beautiful queen. And no, 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 he has no respect for that. No, no, anything. That is why every, every parent, every mother mm -hmm. does whatever he can, or I mean, she can. Every daddy does whatever he or she can. So that as the child grows, he can be able to withstand the storms of life. Why? Because the parent himself will not live forever. Are you with me? Yes. And the parents will not be around the child forever. Mm. So a, a mother will teach the daughter how to cook. Why? Because he knows that at a point in time, this girl that is living with me and I'm feeding this girl, at a point in time, she will become one that others will depend on her. Mm. A man will come and marry her and the mother, and that man will expect that this girl knows how to cook. <laughs> True or false? Is that true? Mm, yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. And then there's interaction. A shepherd is supposed to. So PVCI, prayer, visitation, counseling, and interaction. Interaction. A shepherd is supposed to interact with the sheep. How can he interact properly if he is detached and uh, aloof? Pastors and shepherds must do what I call, what Bishop calls deep sea fishing. What is the deep sea? The deep sea is the mass of church members who stream in and out of church every Sunday morning. Many people attend our churches and nobody knows them or even talks with them. Some come in and out, of, out for a while and then they drop out. It is the duty of shepherds and pastors to plunge into what, I, what he calls the deep sea and conduct deep sea fishing. They are to move into the crowd of unknown faces and interact with them. They must befriend unknown people, talk with them, find out where they live and establish a line of friendship because everybody wants to feel important. Everybody wants to feel accepted. Yeah, all human beings have a psychological need to be identified and recognized. 
There is that need that we try to meet by doing the deep sea fishing. Yeah. But how many people can the senior pastor talk to on a Sunday? Not many. But if several other shepherds join him to lovingly interact, a lot more of the work will be done. And deep sea fishing will lead to you knowing many of your members and to establishing floating visitors in the fish. So all shepherds and pastors are expected to do a certain amount of deep sea fishing every Sunday. That is why it is important for shepherds to be in church on Sunday and involve themselves in this all important interaction. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. It says, why should a pastor be ushered away from his congregation as though he were head of state? Why should I be ushered quickly into my car when I finish ministering? Why should I be ushered quickly into my car when I finish ministering? Am I a head of state or a pastor? <laughs> <laughs> I love to linger on in the church for hours after the service, interacting with different people. I'm not a prime minister. I'm a pastor. Pastors are not chief executives. They are shepherds who are supposed to mingle with their sheep. The Bible says that the sheep know the voice of the good shepherd. How can they know your voice if they don't even see you? Wow. All right. Five characteristics of ministry work. Five characteristics of ministry work. Number one, ministry work has working hours. Every true job has its own working hours. The work of the ministry has its own peculiar working hours. This often confuses people. They think that pastors must be in the office from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., like everybody else. Those are the hours of most secular offices. But we are not bankers nor accountants. We are pastors. No more banking hours for pastors. Nobody asks pilots to work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Everybody knows that their working hours are peculiar, and everyone accepts that reality. I rarely ever go to the office at 8 o'clock in the morning. Most of my work is in the evenings. That is when the sheep have come from their workplaces and are available. That is when um, I can interact with, pray for, and minister to them. Anyone who wants to be a shepherd must fix some working hours. These working hours should be your weekends, especially Sundays and some evenings. Someone, someone may say, then it means I won't have any time to rest at weekends. Well, that is the reality of being a shepherd. It means a little extra sacrifice for the kingdom of God. You may not be prepared to do the greater sacrifice of leaving your job. So you have to give up some of your leisure and resting times. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, we, we all must be about the masters, the masters work. Do you get it? Yes. It is, it is every born again child's duty. We, are, we have been recreated in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before ordained. So he said that if any man be in Christ, he says, you are a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new and all things are of God. Then he says that, he says that, he says that to wit that God was in Christ. Listen, no. to wit, God was in Christ. You who have become new, you who are now of God and now carries the nature of God. You are bearing the nature of God. He says, to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them and has given unto us. Who is us? The new creature, the one who now has the nature of God. God has given unto you the ministry or the word 
of reconciliation. He said, go tell them that I don't impute their trespasses unto them. I don't impute unto them anything that they have done. There is no past. There is no history. The blood of Jesus Christ has washed all their sins. The death of Jesus Christ has made a permanent end to the nature of sin that once ruled them. They don't have that nature anymore. You say, ah, but they haven't received him yet. No, 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 no. It's not when they receive him. I did it. Already, I took their spirit and I put it into the death of my son. That's how come I made my son to become sin. Where did you think I got the sin from? Am I, do I fabricate sin? God is asking you, does he make sin? Guys, I'm mute, I'm mute. I can't hear anybody. Does God make sin? No. No. Exactly. So what do you think God get a sin from to make his son to be sin for us? Where did God get a sin from? <laughs> Have you ever asked yourself? Wow. It says he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Where did God get a sin from? Mm, from us. Exactly. From us. So, so, so do you still have it? No. If God has taken your sin nature and has made his son to be sin and has crucified him with, with your sin, that you, you are dead. So he says that now I give unto you a ministry of reconciliation. Go tell them that the blood has washed all their sins. There is no remembrance of sin. Hey, then he says death has made a permanent end to their sin nature. Go tell them. I tell them if they will receive what I've done for them. And anyone who does not receive it is the one who will perish in hell. Why? Because he's wicked. Because, see, according to God, anybody who does not receive an offer of love is wicked. You're not a human being. <laughs> because every being, every being responds to love. Are you with me? Yeah. That's why there shall not be any mercy after the judgment day. I mean, after... Um, the second coming. There shall not be any, I mean, there cannot be any, any mercy once you die and go to hell. There shall not be any, it can't be any mercy because you did not respond to the love of God. He did it for you. All you did was receive it. You just embrace it. And you say, I am it. I am what Father has done through his son. Hallelujah. What do you think? Powerful. It's very, very powerful. Yeah. And when you receive it, you must, you, you must act as if you know what you have received, you believe what you have received. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So can you see why you... So, so he says that I've given you the word of reconciliation. I've given you the ministry of reconciliation. Who has he given the word or the ministry to? Every new creature. Who's the new creature amongst us? Me. So who has been given the word of reconciliation? Me. Who has been given the ministry of reconciliation? Me. So you see you're a shepherd now. <laughs> I didn't make you a shepherd. Jesus made you a shepherd. Wow. Anybody who, if any man be in Christ, and you say, I'm in Christ. Okay. So great. You are a new creature. You say, I'm a new creature. All things are become new. You say, all things about me are become new. No past, no history. Wow. Whenever the devil comes to refer you, refer your, bring your past to you, make any reference to your past, silence him. But you silence him based on your knowledge of the word, the truth. 
He said, what are who are you talking about? Who are you talking to? Behold, all things are becoming. Don't you know that? Behold, all things are becoming new. Yeah. Don't you know that? Behold, all things are becoming new. Why are you going over the word to come and still accuse me of my past? I have no past. Mm. But the person you're talking to is dead. It's now Christ who lives here. You're seeing, you're, you're relating with Christ himself. You know, you go. <laughs> because he's found out, he found out that you, you know the truth. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So you've been given the word or the ministry of reconciliation to be, to be one that prays, one that visits, one that counsels, one that interacts. And it's a new law for us. We are no longer affected by people's actions. Why? Because you are dead. How can, how can a dead person react to abuses and offenses and wounds? You are always affected by wounds and offenses. Something is wrong with you. You don't know that you are dead. And that is Christ who lives. What, what do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a new rule for us. So let's pay attention. I tell you. Yeah. Ministry work consumes a large amount of time. Yeah. It will consume a reasonable amount of time in your week. Number three, ministry work expends energy and money. Energy and money. Everyone must realize that doing the work of the ministry involves spending a lot of energy. Don't be surprised if you get tired doing the work of a shepherd. It's only a sign that the activity has entered the realm of work. You have now begun to do the work of the ministry in Ephesians 4:11, which is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. You know, for edification. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And he asked the question: Don't most jobs leave their employees tired after several hours? Because it's work. That's why you get paid, because you have gone to work, you've expended energy. <laughs> And that's not you expend, it's money. Does it not cost you money to go to work every day? Do you not spend money at work for lunch every day? It's the same thing with the work of ministry. Yeah, funny that after you have worked for three, four hours, is they, they, they give you lunch for a reason. Why do you think they give you lunch break? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They know that they will, they will, they will draw out of you and, and for you to continue to work the additional four hours, you, you must go and recoup. Go and refresh yourself. That's why we have given you an S amount of money to have the ability. <laughs> so if you don't go and refresh yourself, they are still expecting the same level of expert work. Do you get it? Yeah. 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 Someone says, in the case of secular work, we expend money, but we get some back at the end of the month. Dear friend, your rewards and treasures will come one day in heaven. But this, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. We cannot continue to lay up treasures for ourselves all the time, only here on earth. Because the moth will come and show us that they are champions. <laughs> <laughs> the caterpillar will come and chop it. The palmer worm and the canker worm, they will come and chop them all. But there's a place where they can't. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Ja. Ja. Sie sagt, if you start paying laymen, it will soon become as though you were hiring people to do a part-time job. That's why we don't get paid in our church. Very often when you pay people, their attitude changes and it becomes more of, is this all I get for my hard work? Is this all I am getting for my hard work? So Bishop says that he had decided to let the Lord pay Jesus to work for him. Make no mistake about this. Praying, visiting, counseling, and interacting with people is hard work. And as you do this work, you will expend your energy and money. When you begin to feel tired, just remember it is a sign that you are just working for God. It's work. Ministry work is repetitive and regular. So you see that the first one that we learned about the, the characteristics of the ministry work is that it has working hours, number one. Number two, it consumes a large amount of time. Number three, it ex you expend energy and money. And now number four, it is repetitive and it's regular. By nature, all real work is repetitive and regular. The surgeon does the same procedure all the time. They have scheduled patients this day, that day, that day. Found out that yeah, he's performing the same procedures, the same on the. I mean, he does col uh, colonoscopy. I mean, can you imagine? All he does is just looking into people's colon and taking cutting, just just poop. all he sees are poops and everything all there, every day. Do you get it? Yes. Yeah. So by nature, all real work is repetitive and regular. When you're counseling people, you tell them Jesus died for you. Every sin of yours is washed. You are forgiven. You are the redeemed of the Lord. There's no more curse on your life. Don't expect punishment anymore because all of us were cursed until he came and took away our curse mm -hmm. and brought us into what is called the blessed of the Lord, the redeemed of the Lord. We were all supposed to be poor, bound in poverty, until he came and took it upon himself. We were all rejected by God until he came, and he rather became the rejected of God, so that you and I will become the accepted of God, and the favor of God has come to rest upon us. Hey, you are counseling, you are counseling somebody, uh, by the way. Father, that everybody needs to hear this. <laughs> it's repetitive. Wow. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, you know. Yeah, if the ministry is work, then it will have features which which make it repetitive and regular. Sometimes you may be bored, but you just have to keep on doing this, the work of praying, visiting, counseling, and interacting. Many pastors don't pray much because they feel it's repetitive and boring. But when prayer becomes your work, you have to repeat your prayers and you have to pray regularly. When visiting becomes your work, you will have to visit repeatedly and regularly. You know, there's a joy in this that we are missing, which I believe we are going to enter into in the years ahead of us. You're going to enter into the joy of letting the God whom we have received the Lord, the one whom we call Lord, who has come and taken residence in us. We are going to experience his presence more and more. And the fulfillment that comes with his energizing and empowering, it will not make us see, see these work as, as if it's, it's a bother anymore. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We shall become a people of quick understanding. I tell you. Amen. I tell you, where, 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 where you don't relate to people based on how good or they are or how stubborn they are. No, 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 no. No, that is why Jesus, when they brought the woman who was caught in the act, the woman was caught in the act. When they brought him, when they brought her to him. Because he's a man, is the one of quick understanding. He was not judging after they hear what they told him. Wow. He was excited. He was like, I mean, one day he was there, he was very hungry. The disciples have gone to buy food. When they came, they found him talking to a lady, a woman, a damsel. Are you with me? Yeah. And then the woman left, you know, ran, ran to the town, leaving. I, don't, I think she left her post behind and ran to the town. Because she was of a joy. And they said, Master, won't you eat? <laughs> you, know what, you know what his response? Yeah. I have food to eat that you have no idea about. Hey, what's a food? Hey, what's the food? <laughs> I have food to eat that you have no idea about. But yeah. see, we there, our food should be the rice that we can see. And so, <laughs> 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 because we are dull in understanding. Mm. But from today, we are becoming a man of quick in understanding, hallelujah. Amen. Well, we can also say with Jesus that we have food to eat that you know not about. My food is to do the master's will. Hey! When you are excited, when when the Holy Spirit begins to speak his word through you and you see lives being changed, and this is where we are entering into. I'm telling you, we are there. It's next door. It's the next thing we're going to step into. You don't know. I'm telling you. That is why I want everybody to take the word of God seriously and come alive. Lest, lest after, after so many years of being born again and carrying a spirit, you have made nonsense of this precious, precious presence which you have been carrying for all these years. Rather, you have allowed circumstances and situations and self-seeking interest alone. to take the, the, the life out of you. Wow, hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. The, the, number five is that ministry work is supervised or unsupervised work. You know, we read a scripture in um, Proverbs 6, Verse 6 to 8, it says, go to, to the ant and be wise, which learn his wisdom. It says, which having no guide, no overseer or ruler provides her meat. He provides, I mean, the ant doesn't have any guide, <laughs> no overseer, no ruler. But he, pro, it, you know, it provides her meat in the right season, so that when it's winter, it knows that this is not the time that you go looking for food. Otherwise, you'll be extinct. True or false? Yeah. You know, like I'll tell, my, I'll tell my daughter, Rachel, because one time, one time I was trying to reach her and I couldn't get, I became so mad. I said, listen, you are telling me that you are immature because it's time for service and, and nobody can reach you and you have not come on. And then you came on, she came on later, but I was very mad. Because you demonstrate your maturity by making room and preparing for that which is important. Because you don't need any supervision. If you still need supervision, then you're not ready to be in boarding school. 
Do you get what I'm saying? Are you guys with me? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I expect that after waking you up every day, you must learn that I need, I need, I need to wake up at the right time for my classes, for my services, for my church service, for everything that I must do. That's 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 what it shows that you are maturing. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the ant. And I believe that Rachel is bigger than an ant. It's smarter than an ant. <laughs> your head, your head is as big. It's, <laughs> it's the reason why your head is big. Your head is big because it carries a lot of wisdom than the ant. So if the ant has the wisdom to know <laughs> how to prepare and make provision for, for, for food for winter and all that, I would expect that you, that you would do far better. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. In every field, the supervised person is paid less than the unsupervised person. Decide to be a shepherd who does not need to be told what to do, when to pray, and whom to counsel. Your reward in heaven will be even greater. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So from today, decide that no one will ever have to supervise you to pray, read the Bible, study, visit, or any such thing. Just do your work without supervision. Be a pastor who does not need supervision. Nobody tells me that I have to pray, says Bishop. I have to pray, so I just pray. Wow. Wow. Wonderful. Philippians 2, verse 19 and 20. They by trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. Wow, he had a guy. He had this guy who had such a heart for the state of the flock. Wow. May we all have this heart. May we all carry the heart of the father. The humble king. The humble king. The humble king. May we also have this humility in us that says that my father takes care of all my needs. Therefore, I will not be preoccupied with my needs. I will not let them I will not let them put me in bondage as though I, I am the one who must take care of himself. But now I'll mature into reaching out unto those who have not heard. See, how can they hear except there be someone who is sent? How can they believe except they are told? You have heard. You believe because somebody was sent to you. What about you? What about you? Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So notice that scripture, Philippians 2, verse 19 to 20. The 20 especially say, For I have no man like minded, like like minded, who will naturally care for your for your for your state. Yeah. Wonderful. Now let me just touch briefly on the next chapter and then we will call it a day. Are you blessed with God's word already? Yes. Seven ministries of poor men. Now, in this chapter, we, we're going to learn a very important revelation concerning all of the ministry offices. Each office of the body of Christ, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, they all have 
several different ministries under them or under it. A pastor will have several ministries operating under his office. A prophet will also have different ministries operating under his office. For example, a minister standing in the office of a prophet will primarily function in the ministry of preaching and teaching. That's a prophet's job. He always preaches and teaches. If you find a prophet who does not preach and teach, hey, there is beware of so-called prophets who do not preach the word of God but only give personal prophecies. Hey, do you give your child McDonald's all the days of her, of her life? <laughs> then make sure that when you die, you, 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 you make sure that there's another mother who will come and follow and, and continue doing it. Otherwise, there will be no hope for your child. Mm -hmm. However, let it be clear that anything that does not put the word of God in its proper place is doomed to failure with the passage of time. In the beginning was the word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, we are told in the word. Thy word is a light unto my path. The, thy, thy entrance, the entrance of thy word giveth light. Anything without the word is in darkness and is not of God. So, the office of a prophet has ministries under it. All offices of the ministry have a primary function of teaching and preaching. The word comes first and is of paramount importance in every ministerial office. After this, a prophet may operate in the ministry of healing and other revelation gifts like word of knowledge and word of wisdom. The prophet may also flow in the ministry of predictive prophesying or exaltative prophesying. From scripture, you will see that Jesus was a great prophet. His principal ministry was to go about preaching and teaching the word of God. Jesus, the prophet, also had a healing ministry. And they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us in Luke 7, verse 16. In Matthew 9.35, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel. In Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. I see you doing the same thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to me. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready for the outpour. Get ready for the outpour. Amen. And just get ready by just taking the word of God seriously. That's all. Trust in the word. Believe it. Because your life depends on it. Amen. And you will see what God shall begin to do in our midst. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus the prophet operated in the gates of revelation. Standing in the office of a prophet, he ministered to the woman of Samaria. The woman of Samaria immediately realized she had met someone standing in the office of a prophet. And look at her response to Jesus' ministration. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. Mm -hmm. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. <laughs> Jesus also operated in the ministry of predictive, predictive prophesying. In Matthew 24, he predicted the, the destruction of Solomon's temple, which happened in 70 AD, 
when Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans. Speaking of the temple, he said, there shall not be left here one stone upon another. Jesus gave extensive predictions concerning the end of the world. We will do well to take note of these prophecies because Jesus was a great prophet. Bishop says he has used the office of a prophet to illustrate how different ministries flow from one office in the church. Just as there is one Holy Spirit with different operations, manifestations, and administrations, there can be one office with different ministries emanating from it. So let's now look at the different ministries that flow from the office of the pastor or the poemen. The office of a pastor has ministries under it. Mm. Are you with me? Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. I will touch briefly on them, okay? Okay, so it is important that shepherds flow in all aspects of the ministry. God does not want an imbalance in ministry. A false balance, we are told, is an abomination to the Lord. Proverbs 11, verse 1. Everybody say with me, Proverbs 11, verse 1. Proverbs 11. A false balance, false. A false balance. is an abomination to the Lord. It's an abomination to the Lord. Proverbs 11, verse 1. So we may naturally flow in certain areas, but be weaker in others. It's important to develop your weak areas so that you have a balanced ministry. Every profession has a symbol. The symbol of the medical profession is a staff with a snake around it. The symbol of a king is a scepter. The symbol of a shepherd is a staff. For example, a soldier's symbol is a rifle. It symbolizes his ability to kill and to destroy. By studying the symbol of the shepherd, we can see most clearly the different ministries of the pastor. The Bible said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Then it goes down and says that the Lord, you know, he's, he, he's thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. So the seven ministries of poor men, we have one, the ruling ministry. The ruling ministry. The Bible says, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. Out of his mouth goeth forth a sharp sword. That sword is the word. Out of his mouth goes forth a sharp sword. What is the word? And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. That is the ruling ministry. The first ministry of a pastor is the ruling ministry. The traditional perception of a pastor is of someone who is soft kind-hearted, compassionate, poorly paid, available at all times, and, and never complaining doormat. This picture is not one of a ruler, but rather a picture of one who is ruled. I believe that a pastor must be kind-hearted and patient, but one of his cardinal roles is to lead and to rule. A pastor is the head of the local church. A head must take decisions. The Lord is my shepherd. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Proverbs 23, verse 1 and 2. So a true shepherd must lead a sheep to the place where they need to go. You cannot be a good leader if you are weak. Every church needs a strong voice that is confident and bold in the Lord. The sheep are looking for someone with direction who knows where he is going. A pastor must lead the people spiritually and in other areas such as in the family and social dimensions. Wow. 
we read in Isaiah 3, verse 6 and 7. When a man shall take hold of his brother of the house of his father, saying, Thou hast clothing, be thou our ruler, and let this ruin be under thine hand. In that day shall he swear, saying, I will not be an healer, for in my house is neither bread nor clothing. Make me not a ruler of the people. You see, it is a curse to have a weak and spineless leadership. <laughs> Learn to speak to your sheep with authority. When I say authority, I do not mean you should dominate their lives. Lead them with a high level of confidence and control because sheep are meant to be led. That is why one of the qualifications of being a shepherd in the house of God is that he's able to rule his own household. Do you get it? Yeah. yeah it's important. You should be able to rule your own household. If you can't rule your own household, how can you, how can you lead God's people? Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So Yeah. Wonderful. Don't have much time. So but you 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 get a drift. Yeah. That's why Bishop takes very, very serious decisions all the time. It makes major, it takes major decisions and effects major transformation. Look at what happened in this pandemic. Look at how he was able to quickly organize. In fact, he actually started doing it before the pandemic took hold. The flow services, how now there is so much unity in the church. The church is coming together on Sundays, coming together in the prayer sections. I mean, a lot has been accomplished. Many buildings have, have, have gone forth, many, 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 many places. Madagascar, in Ghana, everywhere. It's happening. Yeah. And things that lady pastors can learn to be strong, firm leaders without being ill-natured and quarrelsome. You know, when the Spirit of God rules in you, automatically there is a sweetness that comes out of you. Unfortunately, many people have been embittered. Many people have been embittered and have not been healed. That is why you see unpleasantness coming from, as it were, leaders. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah, but when anybody who has been affected allows the Holy Spirit to heal her, you know, the, 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 the sweetness, the, 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 the greatness of the Father's heart begins to issue forth. Now, number two is the way making ministry. The way, you know, by all means, listen, overcome circumstances, overcome offenses. Why are you affected by offense? Why are you, how are we taking offense? But to begin with, listen, when Jesus becomes the way and you come with an offense, you, are, you can't have access because to say that Jesus is the way, you are coming to the Father in his name and you immediately have access to the, to, the, to the glory realm of the Father because you are coming in the name of Jesus. When you carry an offense, you are coming in your name. Because it says that we are, for we are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live. Yet it's not us. It's Christ who lives. And so if it's Christ who lives, how can you take offense? Unless you don't know what it means. 
You can't also know the truth because Jesus is the truth. Now you become your truth. So you choose and pick what makes sense to you. Your opinion begins to matter. Hey, hey God says, I've blessed this one. He says, no, he's your guest. <laughs> Why? Because you can't know truth. Because you are coming in your name. You are your God. But when you, when you lay, when you identify or you receive the revelation that you are dead, ah, You've identified truth. Why? Because you are coming in the name of the one who is called the truth. Nice. You have access because you are coming in the name of the one who is the way. You walk in life because you are coming in the name of the one who is called the life. Wow. Wow. I'm preaching to you. You're preaching. So, so, so there is so much bitterness, rancor, and all these things among God's children because we come in our name. We come in our opinions. We identify what we say must be accepted. Hey. 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 I tell you. So the way making ministry, you make way. Yeah. As a leader, God will tell you to speak to his people, giving them many instructions. And the Lord said unto Moses, but lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thy hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Hallelujah. Listen, let's prepare our hearts because there is something great that's about to happen. Now, I'm serious. There is something great that is going to happen to the children of God. And you shall be, you shall be a harbinger. Do you understand the word a harbinger? <laughs> you shall be a source of light to many. Listen, I'm not joking. No. I'm serious. You, you, God, God intends to make you a source of his provision for many so that they will feed up from you. And so be healed. Cleanse yourself of the, 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 the things that you have allowed to, as it were, infest. And cloud, cause you not to see. Because you are, you are, there is so much that has been laid up for you there's so much that has been poured over you but cleanse yourself and get your house ready so that the deposits that are there will spring forth as a source as god begins to do his new thing in our midst hallelujah and you shall be very glad i'm telling you you shall be very glad you shall be very 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 glad yeah the way making ministry yeah wonderful Wonderful. Um, so we, we, we want to make a way for marriage. We want to make a way for people to attend services. We want to make a way for employment. We want to make a way for all these things. Why? Because we are shepherds living, leading sheep. Hallelujah. That's why we will tell somebody, don't do this course. Do this course. Why? Because we are, we, by our experience, we know that when you do this course, I mean, <laughs> the struggle is too much. We will pray for too long about job. We don't need to pray too long about job. About job. So just do this. Just do this and just so that you can take care of your daily, you know, eating and all that and be now available for other things. Hallelujah. Amen. Is it true or false? True. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the territory taken ministry the territory taken ministry where 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 we move ahead and we possess the land 
by the vision that God gives us. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, the book is loaded with um, some powerful revelation of how to take ministry. How to take, sorry, yeah, how to um, take territories. How to take territories. You know, Africa is dominated by ter territorial spirits of poverty, superstition, and war. Europe is dominated by territorial spirits of atheism, homosexuality, and immorality. And so when you find yourself in such areas, you, 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 you should have, you should know and operate in the spiritual realm to be able to possess the land. You know, we have, we have, we have, we have, we have other kinds, other, other spirits operating in our land. By the grace of God, a mighty change is coming. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, by the grace of God, a mighty change is coming, Amen. which is about to be wrought by the hand of God himself. Amen. Racism, this, 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 and all those things. I tell you, there is a move of God. It, is, it has begun. It is about to, to, to explode. And all eyes shall see. All eyes shall see. Amen. Yeah, so let's get ourselves ready. Let's prepare ourselves. And then Bishop talks about, wow. So, guys, you should read the book. It's a, it has a lot of stuff. <laughs> and then the comforting ministry, number four, is the, is the comforting ministry. It says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We all, how many of you need comforting every now and then? Yes. Yeah, because there are so many bumps in the road. <laughs> The Holy Spirit is the greatest comforter. Wow. We, I mean, any, any shepherd, any human being is just going to allow himself to be used by the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, he can't be a comforter. Wait, let me Otherwise, you say the wrong things. And... <laughs> <laughs> but by his wisdom. And then also there is the measurement ministry. The measurement ministry where we, we, we make an assessment of what is happening. That we take decisions and you know, we, ex we measure ourselves, we examine ourselves, whether we be in the faith, we prove our own selves. Wow. Yeah, but he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. And number six is a ministry of correction, a ministry of correction, where you express your disappointment. Like one pastor say, hey, Ruby, walk out. You know, it's a very powerful, I wish I, we had time, but one, one lady called Ruby was, was, was causing damage in the church. And the pastor identified that if this girl continues to be around, the whole church will collapse. <laughs> hey, wow. So he sucked Ruby out of the church. <laughs> hey. hey, I tell you, the Ruby, walk out. <laughs> It says that to some of the sheep, you must be rough and hard. With others, you must actually dismiss them from the church. I remember one pastor who stood in the pulpit and looked at two giggling girls and shouted from the pulpit, Ruby, walk out. She had no choice but to walk out, never to return. Hey! And then there's the feeding ministry. The feeding ministry. We can all relate to that. We've Feed thy people with thy rod, the flock of thy heritage. Wonderful. Great. So, um, 
that is that is um the work of the shepherd that it is work it's not just rest it has its time frame it has ministries under it and if you engage in it if you become interested in what the lord himself is interested in it says that the the, the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few oh can the lord find a laborer in you can the lord find somebody who will give himself to prayer to visiting, to counseling, to interacting with the sheep. For without the shepherd, the sheep faint and they are scattered. They become meat to the devil. The devil finds them as meat. Wow. Shall we pray? Let's rise to our feet and pray that God will use us as shepherd. God will use every one of us as shepherd. For he has given unto each and every one of us the word of men of the word of reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation, that we will care about the sheep, we will care about that which he cares for, we will care about the souls of men. For he died for the souls of men, he died for the souls, he did not die so that we will just live in abundance, you know all the time but he died for the souls of men and as the souls of men come into the house the abundance flows the abundance flows the provision is endless why because we have given ourselves to that which have need for an abundance hallelujah begin to pray and say father make me Make me, let my heart be one that has turned, that has turned towards that which you are interested in. The souls of men, the hearts of men. Let your word find its place in my heart, Lord, that it will tender, it will, it will, it will tender to be affected by people's issues. It will care for people like you care for them. It will care for the lost like you care for them. That you'll be mindful that you'll be mindful that you will have a, a heart of quick understanding that does not judge after the sin of the eyes nor the hear of the ears but knows what Christ has done knows what God has done through the Christ that we will give ourselves to it we will pray for the people we will pray for our workers we will pray for our workmates we will pray for our bosses we will pray for people in our neighborhoods we will pray for those who despitefully use us we will bless them oh we will see because we have gotten a heart that is quick to understand that understands what 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 irks humanity that we will know the state of humanity and what god has done through his christ and now has given us the word of reconciliation the ministry of reconciliation help us father we pray help us to be concerned the souls of men help us uh, to be concerned uh, to speak lord uh, to speak only your words uh, to think only your words uh, to allow your word to have its free course in our heart and in our lives lord uh, in the name of jesus we pray we thank you and we give you praise in jesus name we pray everybody say amen amen